Your past informs your present and your future, but this is the most important part. The future is what determines the present and the present is what determines the past. And I'm going to say the last part one more time because that part was really new to me. The present is what determines the past. Let's link up with Krista on The Fix. She's a wellness coach with a focus on mental well-being and physical strength. What is up, Fix listeners? Welcome back to our latest episode of the Fix podcast. I'm your host, Krista Huber. And if you've been a listener here for a minute, little show note for you all. I might not sound like my most beautiful podcast voice. So programming note that I'm dealing with a little bit of a cold. So bear with me. I know my guy, Tony, will work his magic on the back end. So maybe by the time you're even listening to this, it'll sound slightly better, but deal with a little bit of a cold. And for today's episode, I had a lot to say. I was feeling like I wanted to preach a little bit. And that's because I open up a lot about my own experiences over the past four years. And I've done this in other podcast episodes, but I actually recorded and I'm sharing with all of you today. So what you're listening to is kind of the inside scoop from one of our group coaching calls that we host with our fitness fix clients inside of our one-on-one coaching program. I've shared one of these before, not too long ago, actually just a few episodes back with a goal setting exercise we did as a group with all of our clients so that those of you who listen can jump in and complete the same activity too. So I wanted to kind of do the same thing with this conversation. And also because I felt that there was a lot of value in this and I was actually inspired as you'll hear by another podcast that I was listening to and by a really interesting psychologist named Dr. Ben Hardy. And Dr. Hardy was in an interview recently with Ed Milet, love his podcast. And they were talking about this idea of reframing and the power of the reframe and how you think about your past, how you define your past in the present and how the past and the present ultimately influence the future. So I won't give it all away. I'm going to jump right into the episode, but I'm really excited about this one and I am going to make a commitment too, just in recording this. And you'll hear me say it towards the end that I want to talk more about my own story and my own fitness journey and the outside elements of my life experiences and the things that I've been through, how they've influenced my relationship to working out my relationship to nutrition, how I think about my own nutrition how I've navigated some of the challenges of gaining weight, losing weight, regaining it again, how I now prioritize my health, how I look at it a little bit differently today and talking more about that on my social media as well as this podcast. So stay tuned for that because I think it's going to be fun. And I feel like I haven't shared so much about that part of my story in a little while. And there are new listeners here and there are new followers on Instagram too. So I always think it's a good idea to just kind of revisit that and talk to you about how this all sort of came to be. And I think this episode answers a lot of that and is just something that was important to me to share after listening to this other podcast that I reference. And I'll also put it down in the show notes too, so that you can take a look at it. But I was really fascinated by this entire viewpoint of how we control the narrative of how we define our past and that we actually think about our past 
in the present moment. And that's actually very powerful. And we have a lot of agency over that. So that's what you can expect in today's conversation. If you were watching us over on YouTube and checking out the video version of this episode, you might see that I have what I think are some very cool new glasses that will likely be popping up on this show again. And that is because I have a future guest that is coming up very soon. I'm excited to share that I'm going to be recording an episode with the founder of this company who makes these exact glasses that I'm wearing called Raw Optics. And Raw is literally changing the game when it comes to blue blocker glasses. I am somebody who has talked openly about on this podcast before, not the best sleeper. And I tend to work on my computer kind of late at night. Sometimes I get my most creative ideas at night. I'm actually recording this exact intro at like 8:40 on a Tuesday. And that's not really great for your sleep to be staring into a screen that basically to save you on some of the science, what happens is It interrupts your melatonin production. That sends a signal to your brain that when you're looking at certain light, it's time to be awake. When we all know close to nine o'clock at night, we want to be winding down and getting ready for bed. So one of the things that is unfortunate about the entire blue blocker market is that a lot of them are kind of bogus, but that is not the case with raw optics. And I'm very excited that I now have an affiliate link with them. So you'll be hearing more about their product and I'm going to be talking more about them, not only on this show, but also on Instagram as well. I put up a couple of stories just last week with my other blue blocker glasses that are actually a little bit darker. So the ones I'm wearing right now, these are their daylight glasses and I love them because they're chic and cool. But what's more important is the fact that they actually change the color of what you're looking at. So if you're out there and you're assessing whether you want to wear blue blockers, reason being it will improve your sleep. It will also improve your cognition and your focus because it helps just not make your eyes so tired when you're looking at the computer and trying to concentrate, which who doesn't like that? You should only be messing with raw. If you are looking at companies who are trying to sell you blue lockers that are clear frames, I can promise you they're not doing what they're supposed to do. So if you want to learn more about them, check out their story. I'm linking their website down in the show notes. If you are intrigued and would like to purchase yourself a pair, you can save at checkout with my code coach Krista. Remember it's Krista with a Y. And that'll save you 10% on your first order. So go ahead and check them out. And if you do buy a pair of glasses, send me a selfie. Drop into my DMs at the Krista Huber at the fix.officialpod. Show me a selfie of you and your blue blockers. I'll share it for you if you want me to. And let me know how it helps because I've been wearing these for almost a month now. And it's been such a game changer for my work productivity throughout the day, as well as getting better quality sleep at night, which who doesn't like that? So with that... Welcome to our latest episode of the podcast. And before I totally let you into the episode, don't forget if you like what we have to say today, if you want to share it with somebody else, send them this message. There's a really great activity that you can actually do. It's a journaling exercise that I walk you through inside of this episode. So either pull out a pen and paper and do it for yourself while you're listening, or maybe you want to do it with a friend, a loved one, a partner and you want to save it for later, shoot them this episode, text it over to them and say, Hey, let's listen to this together. Let's do this exercise together. And if you like it enough, leave a review for the show. Cause if you leave a review that helps me help other people to see the show for the show to get recommended to them. And that's what it's all about. So on that note, now I'm really going to let you into the show. Welcome to the latest episode of the fix podcast.
and I know it was only a few hours ago. So I know that several of you might not have even had a chance to check it out. And that's okay because one, I'm slightly going to provide you the spark notes version of it. But two, that podcast episode was a little bit geared more towards the frame of entrepreneurship. And while that 100% applies and we can draw a lot of parallels, I think that was pretty evident in our group call last week. I had actually talked about a podcast that also was focused more on business and sales and how it kind of applied to weight loss and fitness. I took a lot of what was being shared in this conversation. It was between Ed Milet, who's an awesome podcaster. I think he is a really great communicator and great speaker. And his guest, who his name is Dr. Benjamin Hardy, and he has a book that must have been recently published, which is why he was on this podcast. And I actually would love to, at some point, maybe get him on my podcast because I was so fascinated by everything he was saying. And he is a really interesting type of psychologist who looks at basically like organizational and behavioral type psychology and everything we're going to talk about tonight really has to do with this idea of when all of you are stuck in a rut and something that I've noticed just in the past month, or I think every single one of us can think back to a time in the last three months, six months, last year, where as you were going through your check-in process, you may have noticed that two weeks in a row, three weeks in a row, maybe even four weeks in a row, you kept saying to me like, oh, this week was bad. Can everybody agree that you've had some period, even if it was just a week, you've had some experience inside of this program where you're going through your check-in, you answered the first question and you rated it, let's say less than a three. Cause I think most of us, would we all agree that like the time when we're going to say it's bad is if it's maybe a one or a two, correct? On that scale of one to five. Yeah. And we've all had it. We're human beings. There's not a single person in here who I think has ever, you know, anybody that's ever even gone through our program has rated themselves a five every single week. If that's the case, I'll be honest, they might not even need coaching because to me, that means that they've mastered it and they figured it out and Maybe they came into coaching for the sake of accountability, and that's fantastic. That could be a reason why they're maintaining fives all the time. But for the most part, we have shit that comes up. For lack of a better word, and I'm stealing this from Liza because we were texting earlier today, and I told her what the call was going to be about, and I thought it would resonate. And I said to her, like, when we have our bad weeks and things like that, That's what we're going to go over, how to reframe your mindset and how to get out of those bad weeks. And Liza likes to call those the fuck it moments. So I've actually done a podcast on this before. I got to go back in the archives and find it. Um, It's a good one, in my opinion, but it's all about how to get over those. But in this conversation in particular, what I want to walk everybody through is this idea of redefining your past, your present, and your future. So I'm going to make a statement directly from this episode that I was listening to that came out of Dr. Hardy's book. And and then I'm going to pause because I want you guys to just sit with it for a second. And I want you to think about it. And then I would like to hear some reactions before I walk you through what essentially is an exercise where I help you define past, present, future. And I'm going to use my own fitness journey and other things that have happened in my personal life that have then influenced my fitness and nutrition journey, gaining weight, losing weight, transforming my body, all that sort of stuff. as just a way to kind of show you how this can help you get out of one of those fuck it moments. Does that sound good to everybody? Yes. Okay, cool. So here's a statement and then I'm going to leave a little space for silence. Your past informs your present and your future, but 
this is the most important part. The future is what determines the present and the present is what determines the past. And I'm going to say the last part one more time because that part was really new to me. The present is what determines the past. And whenever anybody's ready, if you have any thoughts on that part in particular, I want to hear your reaction to that. I guess to me, that could mean that if you don't like make a change in your life and um, start making positive changes toward like your goals, then your past will kind of always be the past because it'll just be the same all this time. So making that change and taking that step, you can now like kind of transition yourself from like the past version of yourself to the current version of yourself. Um, That's my immediate reaction. Cool. Okay. What else? I was going to say, um, like, she just was just to expand on if if your past, uh, basically, if you don't change what you're doing in your past, it's going to be the same. Your past will be your present and future. Like, nothing will change. Sure. Yeah. I kind of think of it like what I do today in my present moment will be reflected tomorrow I mean yesterday yeah. Yeah, so if that's I show up today I'm gonna like look back and see it sure yep on the scale or whatever yeah any other thoughts yeah um so the part where it says that your present defines your past like how I take that is you know how are you going to interpret the past how are you going to learn from it yes and like take that into today, like it, you, you can't be defined by that. You have to be able to like move forward and change if you want to change. So Margot touched on what the rest of that podcast conversation alluded to that really opened my mind to something I never thought about before. And it was what she just said about the influence that the past has is all in your mind. Now, here's why that's the case. You're in the present moment today thinking about the past and stay with me on this because this is where this can get like a little confusing because I feel like it's a little bit of like, we're talking about the present in the past and also talking about the future and it might be hard to track. So if you want me to repeat what I'm saying, I'm happy to because I feel like it's a little bit of inception. But this is what I want you guys to think about. When we are sitting here right now on this Tuesday night, it's 7.40 p.m. having this phone call, you are writing the story in your head of how you remember yesterday, correct? So think about it like this. Let's put it in the context of your check-ins. You do your check-in on Sunday or Monday night. Let's pretend like today is Monday and you're doing your check-in. When you look back on the past week, that week is in the past, but how you're thinking about it is completely in control of your brain. Like your brain is writing that story. And you're thinking about the past week in the present moment. So that's why your present moment actually dictates your past. And people don't usually think about it like that, right? Like when I first heard that in this episode, this conversation they were having, I was like, where the heck are they going with this? Because like, I've always prescribed to this idea of, well, the past is the past, so you should leave it there. And I don't think that's wrong. I do think there's still somewhat of that theory wrapped up in this, but I think this theory takes it a step further. And this whole concept is 
called the idea of reframing. And it's this idea of this positive psychology, but it's framing it in a way that you're basically saying, I'm not going to be defined by my past for one, but because you derive the value from the past, like you decide if something that happened to you in your past is relevant information. And that's what I'm going to walk you through when I talk about my own personal story. But where I really liked this and where I think it's so much more helpful and there's a lot more of a tangible associated with it is that it's saying that you have the power to redesign your past because it's a story that you're telling yourself. So let's tie it back to this idea of your check-ins. When you report in last week as a bad week, right? You rated it a one or a two. This reframing in action is what we do every single week on these calls when we kick things off with glows and grows. Think about it. Why do we call it a grow? We don't, we don't sit there and be like, I did all these really, really bad things for the last seven days. We talk about it as an area that we want to work on. So at this point, I want to go back to Amanda's example of her grow because she actually reframed it immediately. So Amanda mentioned that she had gone to the See Here Now Festival this weekend. She knew going into it, I want to give her credit because she actually didn't mention this part, but she actually looked up all the food vendors and posted it in Geneva to share with Katie. And I appreciate you doing that because I actually shared it with another client who told me she was going and we kind of used it as a list to map out what she could eat. So you helped a couple more people than you realize, Amanda. And Amanda mentioned that her grow was that she could have planned a little bit better, Right. How does that show us that she's redefining her past is because she's not saying she's not walking onto the call and calling out her, calling herself out and being like, oh, my grow is that I did a terrible job of eating because I didn't get enough protein. She didn't say that. She said, I knew that if I planned better. So the way she's choosing to remember what happened this weekend is just what she could have improved upon. Right. It's just the fact that she recognizes that the only reason she didn't hit her protein goal was maybe because she could have planned to have a little bit bigger of a breakfast before she went to the concert. Or maybe if she didn't get home super late, like there were other variables at play here and it's not going to be a perfect day, but let's say maybe if she got home a little bit earlier, she could have potentially had some sort of like evening snack that was a protein shake as like her dessert or whatever to help her hit that, right? But the point is I'm using this example because Amanda already checked the box on the exercise here in that she reframed it. She's not looking at this weekend and being like, oh, it was terrible. I can't move forward. She's redefining this weekend as a way to say, hey, this gave me a lot of information. This gave me information so that the next time I come to this concert a year from now, I know exactly what I'm going to do. The seafood worked for me. Like it helped me in, in my head. I was like, oh, that could help me get my protein goal. But the one part that Amanda left out that I'll add because we were messaging me, her and Kara about this is Amanda didn't track her food until after. So she went back in and tracked a few things after the concert, right? And that's what made Amanda realize that she was short of her protein goal. So that's where she realized today in the present moment, that she could have done more with that. And she's a different person who now has more information, who is able to reflect on the situation and just say, hey, next time, how can I make this better? I have all this knowledge that tracking my food helps me have better awareness of whether I hit my protein goal. So that's how I'll handle this concert the next time it comes up. Does that make sense to everybody so far? Yeah, cool. So what I want you to really think about is you have so much power 
in how you think about your past. And that's really great because this is where we can decide if we just want to throw away certain stuff in the past, because you have the ability to determine if something happened to you. So for example, in this podcast episode in particular, I think they gave a pretty serious example about somebody's parent being either some type of drug addict or having a problem with alcohol. And they talked about that in saying that you as that child and now in your adult life, you can decide, do you want that to define you? Do you want that to be a part of your identity? Does that have any value? And the way Dr. Hardy worded it was, I liked these two terms that he used, useful versus non-useful. And I think this applies perfectly, those two words of useful versus non-useful to nutrition and fitness and to you getting to where you want to go. So that's kind of wrapped up in this whole idea of like, and I'm sure you guys have heard this and just give me a yes or a thumbs up if you've heard something like this before, but the whole concept of life is not happening to me, life is happening for me. Or if you take it a step further, one of the ways Ed Milet worded it in their conversation, and I, I loved this. Life is happening because of me. So that really shows that you have agency over the decisions you're making. That puts you in the driver's seat. It puts you in the driver's seat of not only the choices you're going to make right now today, like not having the fuck it moment and saying, oh, I didn't have a great breakfast. So it doesn't matter if I pour the glass of wine tonight. It says, hey, I didn't have a great breakfast, but I have more information right now in this present moment to know that just because my breakfast wasn't on point, I can turn my whole day around right now with my dinner by making sure my dinner is protein forward. That's you taking ownership and saying that your life is happening because of you, because you're writing that narrative. You're changing the past by changing your view on the fact that you didn't really, you weren't proud of what you had for breakfast, let's say. But you're also in the present moment rewriting your future because you're saying, well, this is how I'm actually going to show up right now by making the choice of having the better dinner, the more protein forward dinner, right? So to keep going with that, as I was listening to this, I really started thinking about my own fitness journey and a lot of the ups and downs, but also how I think about my past. And I think most of you guys know this story because in our conversations one-on-one, it's probably come up. I've been really transparent about it on my social media, talking about it on my podcast before, but back at the end of 2019, that was a really big catalyst for me right around December of 2019. I made three big decisions in my life. And those three big decisions really impacted ultimately my fitness and nutrition. The first was I had quit my job and I was very unhappy in that job. I thought it was my dream job. I really wanted to be there and it just wasn't going the way that I expected it to after about a year. When I quit that job, it made me completely reevaluate my relationship. And at the time I was engaged, I was planning my entire wedding. Everything was set, ready to go. All the deposits done. I had the dress. I had the veil. I had the bridesmaids dresses, like everything was ready to go. And after about a month or two, I woke up one day and was like, I can't do it. This is not my person. He's a good guy, but he's just not my guy. And I can't stay in this relationship. So that was decision number two. In making that decision, decision number three was I decided to move back to New Jersey from North Carolina to be closer to my family. In that time, in going through all of that, I also, and and when I look back on it now, and this is me controlling my narrative of the past, I think a lot of the reason why I felt stuck in my relationship 
and felt like I kind of let my nutrition and fitness go, which I'll get to in a second was actually because I was really unhappy with the job, but I didn't see that until I moved out of the job. So for me, the way I'm rewriting this past is that my job and my purpose and my career was really the catalyst for everything that I do today. And it makes perfect sense so that I'm going to rewrite that story that way. Why? Because now I have this whole story about why I started the fitness fix, why I started the fix podcast, why I find so much purpose and enjoyment in what I do in building this community. But more importantly, I'm now able to have a different relationship to what happened to me in my fitness journey. And this part I haven't talked about as much. So I want to share this. And for those of you who don't know this, you know, feel free to jump in and ask me questions. Even if you want to ask me them after the fact, this is something that I'm going to make an effort to talk about more because I think it'll make honestly, some of your challenges that much more relatable, but in the time between like middle of 2020, or I'd say early 2020, it was March. It was like right when the pandemic hit up until almost September of that same year. So like a good six months, I completely stopped working out. I like hated the gym. I really wasn't sure if I wanted to be in the fitness industry anymore. I was just super disgusted with it. And I had no desire to track my macros, even though I knew how to do it. I had been working with a coach for three years at that point. And ultimately I gained 45 pounds really fast. And one day I woke up and I was like, oh my God, I don't recognize myself anymore. And I felt awful. And then I started to feel like I could never get back into the fitness industry because I had gone from this person who at the gym that I was at, at the time that we were talking about before we hit record, we would do like crazy types of exercises and tricks and all these different things that honestly were just kind of like flashy for Instagram. And we're a bunch of exercises back to back that you didn't really need to combine. It was just fun, like burpees and jump knee tucks and all this sort of stuff that in my mind, the story I was telling myself about the past was such that I could not be in the fitness industry anymore because I was barely capable of doing a couple pushups on my toes. And I share that because the, the story that I've rewritten, the thing that I've rewritten about myself now today is that I'm actually really proud that I went through that experience. It sucked, but I have two opportunities because of it. The first opportunity is that I can relate to anybody who really feels crappy in trying to restart on their journey or somebody who is like, oh my gosh, I need to, you know, completely get back into the gym. I've been out of the gym for two years, six months, whatever amount of time it is. I know what that feels like to start over. And I know what it feels like to compare yourself to this version of you that you just aren't anymore. And it was so hard for me to accept that. And I see it as being hard for me to accept because when I think about like the accumulation of like the first half of my years out of college, or even like in college through my mid twenties, I looked at it like I had everything figured out. Like I had this plan. I was pursuing this career in the fitness industry. I was one of the first of my friends to get engaged. I was going to be one of the first people getting married. Like I was on this path that I set up for myself and Sam could appreciate this because she's known me since high school. But 
we went to a very competitive high school. We grew up in like a very quintessential New Jersey suburb. It was intense. The number of people who were trying to compete to get into Ivy league schools and pack their resumes with things was super high. And I played into all of that. I had to be the newspaper editor. I had to be the swim team captain. I had to be the student council president. I wanted to check all those boxes. So for me, it was all of a sudden, like seven, eight years later at 26, I felt like everything fell apart and I messed up this image that I had created for myself or this narrative I was creating of my past and of my future as well. And I just didn't know what to do. I felt so stuck because I was like, how did I let this happen? And I beat myself up over that for so many months that truthfully, that's actually what kept me from getting back into the gym. But what I didn't realize at the time was that was kind of illogical because if the thing that was keeping me stuck was preventing me from getting back in the gym, but the results I wanted required me to go to the gym, what was the best thing for me to do? Just go to the fucking gym, right? And I couldn't see it. Like I, I had my family members supporting me, friends reaching out to me, but I just, it, it had to be my decision. And through going to therapy, talking to friends, like taking tons of time to really reevaluate what I wanted to do with my career. And just fr- frankly, like realizing that I had this really cool blank slate and I had an opportunity to start over in every capacity was the only thing that actually allowed me to move forward. And more importantly today, like I said, when I kicked this all off with this specific explanation, what's allowed me to actually get so much out of this past is I feel like I'm a much better coach because I went through that experience because when I was the the coach who I think about like the results that I got from the first time that I worked with a macro coach, it came super easy. And it was really just about having some awareness of my food. I didn't think twice about sleep, managing stress, having a lot on my plate, because at the time I was 22 and I only had to worry about myself and my ex-fiance. Like my life really wasn't that hard. I've joked, a lot of you guys have heard this conversation, but in some of the um, gyms that I've worked with to do nutrition challenges, whenever we talk about stress management, I always tell a bit of this story. And I always talk about the fact that when you're in your twenties, it's just like, nothing matters that much. Like, and you think everything matters so much. And you think that all of these things are going to be like the biggest deal in the world, but then you continue to age and year and year come at the next year comes by and the next year comes by and other things start to come up, you know, like you have different problems if you choose to perceive them that way. And that for me, just like really changed my perspective on everything because it made me realize that I was so stuck on a method of trying to track my food and being really precise, hitting a certain set of calories that didn't work for me anymore because I wasn't the same person. But at the end of the day, the best part about that is going through all that is what came out of it was the fitness fix because I had like tinier versions of the fitness fix at certain points. When I first met people like Bree and I first met people like Margot. I was doing nutrition coaching inside of the gym we were working at, but it was like 10 minutes of sitting down with somebody and talking to them super fast about their macros. We never talked about even like 10% of some of the conversations that we all have in here. And I just don't think if I had not had a lot of these experiences, I would have been able to come to some of the realizations that I've had in the last like 
two or three years. And Laura's typing in the chat about how short those meetings were. They were so short. Like it would be like, here's your macro goals, like go do it. And then you would come back to me in four weeks. And like, maybe you did it for part of the time, but the rest of the time you would do it for a couple of days. And a lot of the moms I was working with at the time, they'd tell me, they'd be like, you don't get it because you don't have kids and you don't know what it's like to just like want to eat their leftovers. And I didn't, I didn't get what that was like. But what I did learn was that a lot of them were doing that because they weren't putting themselves first. And then I went through a period where I didn't put myself first. And that's how I've been able to rewrite my past because it's helped me figure out how I can then translate a lot of those things. Even if I haven't experienced some of what all of you face on a daily basis, whether that's because you already have children and I don't, whatever those reasons are, one of the best parts about how I now can look back on that it'll be almost four years in December. And that's crazy because I feel like so much has happened in my life in the last four years. But what I'm really happy about is the relationship I had to how that defined me even two years ago is so different today. And it's just taken thinking about these types of things, having conversations with a lot of you, listening to tons of podcasts, even doing my own podcast, just to get my thoughts out, to be able to make all these realizations. And to kind of close out my monologue on this, where I want all of you to think about how you can practice this in your life is I want you to practice this reframe. And what's great about it is it's actually very quick and it's very easy to do. So I'm going to help you do it so that you don't spend the months and months like I did kind of torturing myself, even with going to therapy and all those sorts of things. I'm telling you guys, like the amount of support and effort that my family members were putting into trying to help me help myself the biggest challenge that I faced was because I was so stuck in that story that I believed had to be so true. Half the time, and my therapist made a suggestion, I would need to hear it from her like five times before I would go execute on what she was suggesting, which sometimes was as simple as yoga, a walk or whatever it is. So when all of you once in a while say to me, like, I know what I need to do and I'm hearing it from you and I'm just not doing it. I get it. I know what that feedback loop is like. I know what it's like to feel stuck that way. Cause I've been there. And sometimes I still am there. I have conversations with my nutrition coach and I share this in our check-ins. Like, and our benchmark calls, I have conversations with him where I feel like I'm just having the same conversation with him over and over. But sometimes that's what I need to hear because that's the only thing that's going to help me move from where I currently think I am in trying to trust myself to ultimately get to where I really want to go and lead all of you in that direction too. So that said, here's the exercise that you can complete. And I want you guys to write these questions down or what I'll do after we finish this recording and everything, I will, when I send the replay out, I'll put them in my email to you guys as well. But this takes two to three minutes max. And it's something you can do in the morning. It's something you can do at night, but there's just a couple of questions that you want to ask yourself that Dr. Hardy suggests in his book and in this podcast episode that I listened to. And it's one, how am I different than I was 24 hours ago? So just kind of take inventory and start really small like that. You don't have to start with these like huge big pictures that I was describing of months and years. I want you to first start with how are you different than you were 24 hours ago? So we can go back to some of our smaller examples of what Amanda said 24 hours later, she realized that she would be better off planning her meals in advance. That makes her different. That was a realization that she had. Two, how can I use that information to be better tomorrow? So how can Amanda use her information around the fact that yes, she focused on protein and yes, she picked the best food choices possible, but 
I could have tracked it in advance. What is she going to do the rest of this week or the next time she goes out to eat? She's probably going to track her meal in advance to guarantee that she actually hits her macro targets, right? It sounds super simple when we put it together that way. And we want it to be, because that's actually going to help you make this happen on a daily, weekly, monthly, however long basis to get the results that you showed up inside of this program to get. And then the last question is, how can I use that information to be better tomorrow? So just saying to yourself, like, I really want to emphasize that one twice because you guys take in so much information on yourself on a daily basis that I think sometimes you're not sure which one to pick. Like you might say to yourself when you do your check-in and you go through it and you're like, this week was bad. And you're like, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. What I noticed that a lot of you do is you try to tell me like 16 things that you're going to go to fix. And you don't need to fix all 16 of those things at once. Like let's go back to Margo's example earlier. You were really concise in talking about what you needed to do to move forward this week. And you mentioned, and when we did your check-in today, I asked you like, what are the three things, right? Just three. And maybe even that's too many. Maybe it could just be one. What is the one thing that you're going to focus on to get back on track, so to speak? And you all know why I'm putting that in quotes because I don't think there's a track that we're falling falling off of and getting back on because this is your life. So if you want to decide how to get over the fuck it moments and not allow the fuck it moments to turn into moments and days and weeks and months, you just have to pick one thing. And that can be as simple as, Maybe it's just hitting a protein goal because I notice with a lot of you, when you have a really off week, what you're typically telling me is that you completely stop tracking. And what happens? Your all or nothing mindset starts to kick in. And then you convince yourself that you're not capable of doing this. Well, guess what? The very first step you can take in the next 24 hours is just to track that day just to track the next day. And if you want to make it even smaller, how can you use all these realizations that I'm describing to be better tomorrow? You can do that by saying, I'm only going to track my protein. And if that's the only thing you do the next day, we can all agree that that made you better than you were yesterday because you just got done telling me that the whole last week you didn't track shit, right? So if you now track one thing, that makes it better. And it's those little steps just adding up over time that ultimately is going to get you to where you want to go. That's ultimately going to get you on a position where you've matured so much in your fitness and your nutrition knowledge and your understanding of how you want it to fit into your life that we can have those conversations about like deciding if you should stay in group fitness or determining if you you should go into the gym by yourself. I want you to think about that conundrum of like group fitness versus the gym as a good problem to have, because it is a good problem because it means that you've made so much progress that you have earned the right to be that picky about the way you're choosing to exercise because you really want these results really, really bad. So that's everything I have for you guys. I know I went a little bit over because we did spend some time on our glows and gross. So I appreciate all of you listening. 